You're 30 years old, correct? Yes. I am 30 years old. In today's episode, we talk about how my dad forgets my age. <laughs> well, we are live. With yes, we are. The Mullet Over podcast. Awesome. Discipleship hour. That's what you're calling it, right? Discipleship 35 minutes, whatever it ends up being. <laughs> 30, yeah, discipleship well, hour. <laughs> discipleship moment. Yeah. Yeah. Last week was awesome, and it's going to release after the first week because we're going live, and we didn't go live last time. We didn't post it, but it was awesome. Um, and and I the reason I say that with a lot of um, enthusiasm is you did a lot of the speaking, a lot of the teaching, and you have an incredible anointing. I love to hear you speak and hear you minister, and um, yeah, yeah. Just I, I I did clarify and and that got me in a little bit of trouble. I was like, "You are thirty, right?" Because I didn't want to be wrong, and I hadn't didn't have time to process it in my mind. So I was right. I knew how old you were. But uh, how old was the last guess that someone made of your age? Oof, what was the last time? I don't know. It's been a little while since yeah. I've had a guess. But, yeah. I mean, I still get 19, 20, <laughs> 19, 21. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, but, man, you walk in a lot of authority and a lot of um, yeah, just anointing, a gift of communication and a lot of different gifts. And uh, bring a lot to the table here at Operation Light Force, and I appreciate that. So I'm like uh, the cool thing is I'm usually the one like I'm I'm ready to talk on on um, soul ties, but I love to hear uh, what you want to say. I'll give you just a second to prepare because I want to tell a little bit of what's going on. Um, we have launched the the school. That's one of the reasons why we're doing the discipleship hour. Uh, it's really been a call from the beginning to make disciples. I I knew that's why we were birthed. And um, so we, we have the online school and it's, it's a healing school, 10 courses. You've been a significant part of pulling the pieces together and we have shot and reshot videos and um, started with one platform, changed platforms or even now, to the chagrin of many, I'm evaluating the platform. Oh, that, I'm getting ready to send in my resignation letter. Thanks. So. Prayer, please be oh, praying. Um, and uh, but but we um, have um, uh, you know it's it's like I, I'm I'm so excited because I believe people like as your mom and I are going through a marriage thing with the Gottmans. It is like um, I'm, I get to sit down with them whenever I want. Whenever it's convenient, we make, we have to make time in busy schedules to focus on our marriage, to make it better. And we're sitting down with some of the best and, and I feel like we're sitting down with them. And that's what we were already producing the school. When I came across that and said, we want to focus and strengthen our marriage and make it better. And it's been so helpful to us. So that's exciting me to go. I'm experiencing it. And now we are are doing the same kind of thing. We got a church that next week, uh, next week I'm going to be speaking in a lot of different places with very diverse groups. And I'm like, this is going to really draw because I, I I haven't done as much, but I'm speaking to uh, a group in uh, Atlanta. Um, mostly went there. I was going to go there to just participate. I mean, to as a as a recipient because some amazing people, people that minister to the stuff that. Uh, we minister to that most people don't even talk about victims of human trafficking, people that have been through satanic ritual abuse, stuff like that. And uh, I get to, to mingle with people that are front lines in that arena and, and, 
they've asked me to share some, so I'm looking forward to that. And then we'll be launching uh, the healing school with a church up in North Carolina. And, uh, and, and I'm getting to help that pastor write a book from uh, apostolic church to apostate and back to apostolic. And, and so we're going to be working through that journey. What do those words mean? Yeah. Great question. Well, ap- the apostles were the 12, they were 12 disciples. There were 12 apostles and they were the, really the, the, there were only Guys 12, that, there were only 12 apostles. There were more than 12 apostles. Oh, yeah. Oh, Great no. question. Oh no. And originally he, he released 12 and, uh, but he's, there were more than that. And that, that'll be part of the book. Um, you know, it's interesting. There's, I have not found someone yet. I've had people try, but, but can't give me the name of anyone that had the title pastor in the Bible. That's freaky just to say that. And people are like, you gotta be kidding me. No, no, no. But we we know people who had the title apostle. We know people that had the that were called evangelists. We know people that were called teachers. We know people that were called prophets. But nobody carried that name. And today we have. Well, I think there was one person in the Bible, Jesus. Yeah, I think he carried that yeah, title. He sure did. Yep, and senior pastor. Uh, it's uh, so. Does that mean I just I just won money from you because you used to make bets with people? I with money. Did used to make bets. So. Uh, thankfully, uh, the Lord was like Richard. You're gonna lose one. Someone's gonna find it, <laughs> and so He gave me the answer, and uh, that there was one. But um, and and then apostate means to have turned away from the faith, and and I, I believe there's a lot of religious activity today that thinks it is the church, but it doesn't line up with with the apostles' teaching, with what what Jesus originally set out as as his target. So um, uh, it, it's going to be interesting because we we were fired up yesterday. We were kind of talking about some of it. Some of what I do up there is even going to be beneficial for his book, and and because uh, I've been processing this a long time and don't usually get to process it with with a church leader because it's. It's overwhelming to think about taking what exists, the paradigm that exists, and then look at scripture and shift what we do, what we know to fit scripture. And uh, and, and a lot of times we think we do. A lot of times we have scripture to kind of support what we do. And and uh, and, and so we believe that what we're doing is, is scripturally based and it isn't. So, anyways, that we we kind of we are getting to soul ties. I promise, we are getting to soul ties eventually. So, I'll be I'll be speaking on that. Then, on the way back, I'll be speaking at another conference in South Carolina. That a few other things are being like, could you, could we do a healing service? Can we do do this? And I'm, I'm excited to do all of them. But I'm but I'm aware like like so many nights back to back, so many different things with diverse groups of people. I'm like going, it's it's going to be the Holy Spirit. So if you live in Atlanta, North Carolina, or South Carolina. Yeah, we, we just sent out a big email blast. Um, we'll put. Did it go out? Did you send it out? I did send it out. Okay, went out. <laughs> it would be cool to put, post that somewhere on our website just so yeah. like people that watch are watching this could follow it. We could post it on. Should have um, gone to our Facebook page. Yeah, it should be on my Facebook page. So you, you'll be able to find it there uh, with details where it's going to be and stuff like that. Uh, Kennesaw, Georgia. I was trying to remember that this morning because I know their ministry is based in Marietta, but we're originally going to be in Kennesaw, Georgia. 
I'm sure I've been there, but I'm not sure exactly when. Because I landscaped all over the Atlanta area. D-Lights restaurants, nobody hardly that ever watches this show will ever remember D-Lights. It was one of the biggest, fastest growing chains, but chains. But it was right during the economic downturn that they had this explosive growth and went out of business as fast as they went global. And um, so, but I got to landscape a bunch of them. And I knew the founder of that place, yeah. So we did his house as well. That's my Atlanta story. We're done with that. Traffic and landscaping, that's my... That's what Atlanta is too. And uh, so, but yeah, we're locked in this school. God's just breathed on it and done amazing things. And and I want to invite people in because you can get, you can do your healing journey at a very reasonable price whenever it is convenient for you. And one of the first foundational topics that we deal with is soul ties. So tell me about soul ties. So I'm going to piggyback off what you said. You said that a lot of us have built... um, a belief on the church based on experience, not on the word of God. And then we look for verses to try to support what we're doing instead of let all of scripture be, you know, how we do it. Okay. So I think uh, when it comes to soul ties, if you were saying a word that most people probably have never heard, but it's also not in the Bible. Very true. The word soul tie doesn't appear in the Bible, but there's a lot of words that don't appear in the Bible that we use every day. Like the word Trinity doesn't appear in the Bible. Right, you don't believe in the Trinity. Uh, we're not getting into that today, but <laughs> but the the word it Trinity. It's funny how people react oh, yeah, when yeah. you say something like yeah, that. Yeah. They think that you're speaking heresy, and right, you're right. just speaking a fact. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. So yeah, just just like Go. there's no people named pastor. You're not saying that pastors are unbiblical. Yeah, yeah. Or that there's no one supposed to be yeah. pastors. Pastors, but it's just a fact. It was, you know <laughs> that freaks people out and so the word soul tie doesn't appear in the bible but you know there's multiple scriptures where it talks about okay first off this is from you but the if you look up how many times the word soul is used in the bible it's like a, lot. a thousand it's over a thousand yeah, times yeah, used yeah. in the bible yeah. um and uh, it's not something that people talk about in a daily conversation i bet most people listening probably haven't said anything about their soul how their soul feels um Except that we got ministry people that are going to be maybe listening. maybe some, some of them. them, but even then they're like my soul is vexed. <laughs> I haven't heard that. Nope. <laughs> no. Um, but but you can't read, and and English from Hebrew and Greek you you lose a lot of translation, right? Like if you if you read only English and you don't know the difference between agape and phileo, then scripture means totally different, right? You take uh, Peter and Jesus, and Jesus is like, "Do you phileo or do you agape me?" And what does Peter say? You know, Lord, I phileo you. You know, I phileo you. When you hear that and you know the difference, it's like that passage is like, whoa, okay? But if you just read love, 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 it's like, this is the worst conversation. This is like awful communication. Ah, listen, okay. I experienced this in my marriage, all right? (laughs) This has been happening for thousands of years, okay? So, no, but they're using different words, translate the same words, right? So when you when you study scripture and you're able to look at, hey, this is the word soul and the word spirit and how they're different and how they're used different. It's radically, you know, it just changes the Bible, right? Understanding language changes the Bible. Understanding Hebrew, Greek changes changes the Bible. Hebrew and Greek scholar. Oh no, oh no, definitely not smart enough for that. I do not have the patience to learn another language. I barely know. (laughs) I was like 24 when I figured out there, there, and there. So I, I am not gonna learn a new language. I'm gonna finish learning English. Oh, not at all. Just because you you heard two things on a YouTube video doesn't make you. Doesn't make you a scholar. Anyways, 
scripture is littered with talking about how our souls are affects, uh, affected by other people, mm-hmm. how our souls are knit together. There's multiple scriptures where it says my, these people's souls were knit together. It says when you have sex with someone, it, your your souls are knit together, okay? So the idea of soul ties appears all throughout scripture, just like the, the idea of the Trinity appears in scripture. And so we, we labeled it soul ties they labeled the trinity okay so it's it's a biblical idea maybe not a biblical word i don't want to go around and be like who are your souls knit to i i soul ties is already weird people out i'm not gonna not gonna preach on that so so that's where the term soul ties goes comes from Um, and when you examine scripture there's so much scripture about how certain people affect you Mm -hmm. and how certain relationships affect you for good and for bad how when somebody believes in you it gives you courage right like uh jonathan's armor bearer i love that story his armor bearer there's two of them and they're looking at a fort that's the way the scripture reads i don't know what a fort meant back then i don't know if it was like the forts me and philip built in the backyard but they're looking at a fort and he's like do you think me and you can take this fort and the armor bearer's like whatever is in your heart that was the passage i'm I with was, you i finished with my time in the word this morning was david the last words of david and he starts well first he's got uh, words and then it starts talking about all of his mighty men yeah and I was like, these are some pretty bad dudes. Oh, I wish they'd make a movie about the Mighty Men. And it was interesting, too, just what it talked about David. Because he was king. He was a worshiper. He was a, a warrior. warrior. He was a lover. And it lists all of those things as, like, like who he was. Like, a man's man. A man's man can be a worshiper. A man's man, and and the and this and one of the we're not the telling passages. men to run around naked at church this <laughs> Sunday, just to clarify. But one of the one of the passages that you kind of mentioned was it was David and Jonathan and their soul. You got the king's son who's in line for the throne, and David, a, a young whippersnapper, kind of becoming of a war hero uh, <laughs> because he takes down yeah. giant, and 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 here's. He's and and the word spread that he's been anointed to be king, and there's no jealousy. There is an affection. It says that their souls were knit together. It is such a remarkable relationship, and and, and it is nothing about that's um like homosexual. Uh, I remember the song that that you guys kind of got into. I don't know what you're about to say. I don't know what you're about to say, but I already regret it. Romance. Oh yeah. <laughs> Such a funny story. You had a lot of really close friends that were guys. Yeah, you asked me one time and if I was gay for my friends. Do you remember that? You're like, I know the answer for it. And I, I just need I'm to just know. very confident. Are you? I, was, I, I just laughed. <laughs> yeah. 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 Nope. Because in that phase of life, man. This is the worst podcast ever. <laughs> this is just, oh my goodness. Well, if, except for the fact that like relationships right now is so confusing in our world. Oh, you mean like what is a woman? Yeah. I pokey pokey. I love the the restroom entrance. It's cuz it's got a picture of both and it's like whatever. That's <laughs> what it says on the whatever. door. And uh and um so but oh, man. the relationships we have make a huge impact on our lives for good or bad. Yes. And so uh, soul ties, um, when we describe soul ties, is if there's any, if you're ever doing something and you hear somebody else's voice in your head, that might be an ungodly soul tie. Um, there's generational curses. Bible talks all about generational curses, right? You can have an ungodly soul tie with your parents with, you know, down the generational line and that affects you. And 
Um, you can have godly and ungodly soul ties with the same person. You know, just because you have an ungodly soul tie doesn't mean that it's an ungodly relationship, right? Like, you could have sex before marriage and then have a great marriage. So, you had sex before marriage. The Bible says that's a sin. Okay, you, you create an ungodly soul tie. That doesn't mean you're supposed to run away, divorce them, you know, have nothing to do with them, right? It's about healing, that kind of stuff. And so, um, yeah, if there's somebody that when they walk in the room, you feel something different when they walk in the room or you can't get somebody's, like, words out of your head and it affects you every day, um, it might be a soul tie. Or if there's someone you just can't get over, whether that's, you know, a relationship or um, just... How is that connected to forgiveness? I think... You can't break an ungodly soul tie if there's unforgiveness. Yeah. That's why we do forgiveness first. Yeah. Um, and I think you have to forgive them. Uh, I think there's also repentance, you know, with mm-hmm. breaking soul ties. Like if you have wronged someone and done something wrong, that guilt and shame can be a part of the soul tie. So until you repent and make right, it's going to be hard to break that ungodly soul tie. How have relationships affected you and your life at any point in a positive or negative way? Um, I mean, when people believe in me, it makes me feel like I can it really doesn't. I don't know why, but when people believe in me on something, I'm like, ah, but it should, it should yeah. to me, you yeah. know, it should inspire me to feel like I can do that. And yeah, I mean like, you know, words can cut you, words can hurt. And, you know, we were at church on Sunday and the, the pastor was like, um, he said, men, I don't know if this is true. Okay. I'm just repeating what I heard on Sunday, but he said, men, can at work have everyone believe in them at on social media have everyone believe in them if they come home and their wife doesn't believe on them it's like crushing it's because there's so much weight in that relationship mm. your souls are knit mm-hmm. together in such a powerful way that all the every all the other voices aren't as connected to your soul yeah as your spouse is connected and we, so we were in small group with re-engaged last night and everything's confidential but but one of the things that kind of came out that we talked about um one of the leaders were talking about how hurt they can be from each other and, and i i've asked this question in ministry but i was like has anybody in your life ever hurt you as much as the other and and they're like no and yeah. uh and 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 i was like let me ask the next question i do this a lot of times and and i know the answer i was like how much time have you thought about ways to hurt each other? Yeah. And they were both never. Yeah. And I'm like, how does that happen? Yeah. yeah. And it's because I'm my soul's more open to you. Yeah. Your view of me matters more than anyone else's. Yeah. And and many other factors yeah. are involved in that. Yeah. I think yeah. There's so much codependency that that is almost taught to a degree yeah. in our culture. Um, and so it's either codependent or break relationship kind of dynamics. And so breaking soul ties allows you to, to separate where I begin, where I end, where you begin type deal. And explain um, that. I mean, okay. So psychology teaches that like two year olds, you know, the terrible twos is where they're first identifying. I am separate than you. And so they're trying to figure out that who I am and where I exist in the realm, because until that point, they're just, it, everyone's just one, you know what I mean? They they don't really understand. And then they, they say that, you know, in the 12 to 14, you start to go through an understanding of where I end and you begin. 
right? You you know, no, they're separate. Everything's separate, but that's where a, a greater understanding of where I end and you begin. Um, and a lot of times that gets confused, right? You you can learn behavior the way your parents act. Um, trauma can affect it. Abuse, all kinds of different things can affect it. But you you know when you walk in codependency, you don't understand that I am my own. My choices are my own. How else somebody else's feels. I'm going to say this and just, you know, understand has nothing to do with me. Mm. Now I can have compassion, understand my actions have consequences and my actions make people feel a certain way or not make people feel a certain way with my actions, but it's not, I am not, if it was possible to make somebody feel a certain way, Jesus could make everyone feel loved (laughs) or he could make everyone feel safe or he can make everyone trust him. Right. If trust was earned, then everyone would have perfectly trusted Jesus. Right, he died on the cross for you. If trust was earned, it's not trust is given. Right, so you have to understand, as a powerful person, you're there. I'm here. My actions are my actions. Your actions are your actions. And um, when you have codependency and you have ungodly soul ties, those lines get blurred. And so, we developed this online school to help people walk in. How, how have you seen it impact people? Change people to get free of that? Oh man, Th- this has happened. I can think of right now. I can think of seven times where somebody broke an ungodly soul tie with someone who they hadn't spoken to in years, and that person called them immediately while they're in the meeting. While we're praying, and it's like one of those things where, like, it's happened way more than seven times. I could name seven stories now, and like two of them were exes from ten years who they haven't spoken to in ten years. Not a single word. Not even a single social media. They don't even know how they have their phone number. We pray they forgive them, they repent, they ask God to break the ungodly soul tie, and their phone rings right then and there. There are people that are swearing they're never going to go through ungodly soul ties because they don't want that phone call right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's interesting is when they get the phone call, it's not fear. It's not anxiety. It's not, oh, no, I want to be able to say no, I'm going to be swept back into this. It's like, oh, this so-and-so is calling me. There's, ha, they're there, I'm here, there's a separation and so yeah, the stories are it's un- hard unbelievable to like, believe and imagine yeah. that and and that makes it so real it's so tangible f- for us it's not a concept it is yeah. it is something I you know I, I'm thinking of somebody that that it was one of their family members that had abused them they recovered memories and 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 it was pretty heavy duty only place that that has taken place is with us. And they get a call from the sibling saying, if you ever have any memories of me doing anything to you, it is not true. It is not real. And it was just like, like, how in the world? And we watched that level of tangibility in other arenas, but it was just like, that is freaky. And what it did for her her there was a lot of things that would confirm what she was going through which which she was recovering and in in an, an elaborate degree and that was like rather than dissuade her it was like yeah how could we make that happen yeah. we didn't do anything here to make that happen yeah. that was some connection in the spirit realm being yeah. broken and the person yeah. all that yeah. distance away yeah. knew it 
felt yeah. it, experienced it. And that's mm-hmm. it's intentional in that arena to establish unhealthy soul insights. In fact, one of the passages that stands out is in Ezekiel. I want to say it's 37 or 43. Those two numbers, I'm not going to get that right probably. Mm-hmm. But um, where it talks about the, the, the cultists, the sorcerers, the witches, they hunt for souls to ensnare them like a fowler ensnares a bird. And it was like, whoa. Like we could, I could describe how that's done very intentionally and in, in, in the purpose behind it. Um, nobody needs to know more about the occult. That's not something we study. It's something we, we minister to and the Lord reverses that. But if you don't believe in that, you don't know how to set that, how to cut that, then that person ha- has been connected spiritually in an unhealthy, unholy way. And it's affecting their lives. Um, uh, you know, on a consistent basis, the freedom that people experience can be pretty dramatic. Yeah. I've witnessed. If there's anyone you've been trying to forgive for years or trying to not have ruin your life for years or trying to shake for years or is it ref- uh, affecting your current relationships because you can't get certain people out of your head, whatever. First time I heard the teaching, I was like, I, 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 I have a like, list. <laughs> I, I had two names on that list that I was like, I'm married eight years at that point. Now it's been 34 years. So it's a few years back, eight years at that point. And I was like, I put two names on the list that I, I, I didn't want to reconnect with them. I, I had broken up, but I'm telling you what, I was like, what will it take to get this connection completely broken? Mm -hmm. Something was established that, uh, that it, it was an effort to break. It took some time. Even though there was the prayer, there was something supernatural that happened and there was freedom. But those longer term soul ties can it can be a bit of a journey to, to break. A lot of people have, have been to ministry before and in uh, different ministry. Oh, I dealt with soul ties. I'm like, I deal with soul ties. Like it's it's the kind of thing you have to become aware of because a soul tie can can we can have a great soul tie and one incident all of a sudden that soul tie gets twisted you know, and, and hurt and wounding. And, 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 and if it's not dealt with, if the unhealthy soul tie is not broken, then it's like, it's affecting everything. And, um, so it happens in marriage. Like, like we can have a really healthy soul tie and just a matter of words. And all of a sudden what was strong, healthy, beautiful can, it's going to take some work. God, let's let's work through this and break the unhealthy soul tie. Sometimes we got to do that just between us and God, break that unhealthy soul tie because the other person doesn't isn't not aware, isn't willing to engage. But we can break and we can experience freedom in that. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a link in the description to our online school. You can sign up. It goes at your own pace. Uh, we have things in different order, like forgiveness first, because we believe. Um, if you don't have a if you don't have a clean heart, it's gonna be hard to work through a lot of other things. Yeah. But um, if you've listened to this podcast or and subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss any of these discipleship hour or any of our interviews, um, wherever podcasts are. But join check out- me in uh, one of the meetings in the Atlanta area and uh, in Conover, North Carolina, near Hickory, or in Columbia, South Carolina. We'd love to see and hear. Um, people and you can get those details on my Facebook page um, or subscribe to our email which you can do on our website yeah and then you'll get an email so Father God I do pray for everybody today who was um, made aware 
Lord, maybe for the first time in their life that I've got some unhealthy soul ties. I've got some relationships that um, plague me. Um, could be past dating relationships, marriages. It could be um, former business associates or church leaders or any any arena, God. I pray in Jesus' name for freedom. And Lord, for uh, if, if there are unhealthy soul ties that are beginning to be formed, Lord, that are that are intended by the enemy to destroy a marriage. I pray, God, that you would expose that and help people get free of those before damage is done, before any more damage is done. And uh, Lord, we bless you and praise you and thank you for freedom and for the joy of the Lord, for peace that passes understanding. We pray that over every follower, every listener in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Good deal.